Welcome to the Leadership with Biana Kovic show, and thank you for being with us. Our topic, Leadership, focuses on leaders such as yourselves. We believe that leadership is a skill that can be learned through practice and awareness. It is our hope that our conversation will help you become more reflective when it comes to your own leadership practices and enable you to leave a positive legacy. Our very special guest is Jennifer Gareth. Jennifer is the author of Move the Ball and High Performance Expert. As an internationally recognized author and speaker, Jennifer pushes boundaries and helps businesses and individuals to move the ball and reach higher levels of success in business and in life. Jennifer's background includes seven degrees, Fortune 100 executive leadership experience, and military officer leadership as an Army lawyer. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, Diana. Thanks so much for having me. Jennifer, I'm very excited to have you on my show. You are the author of Move the Ball book, and I was wondering if you can tell us a little bit about your book and about your background. Yes, absolutely. So my book, Move the Ball, is a motivational book that draws parallels between the sport of American football and life, and it shows readers how they can apply football principles and techniques off the field in their personal life, in their business, and in their career to be successful. So how do you apply the principles of playing a ball to your personal life and your business life? So first of all, one of the underlying themes in the book is that I analogize you to being the quarterback on your own life field. And it's really up to you to have ownership over that and then to take action to move the ball forward in the direction that you want to go. Whatever success looks like for you, but it really starts with you and taking that ownership and being willing to move the ball yourself, not relying on other people to move it for you. And I assume, you know, whenever you play professional, you do have coaches to guide you along. So how would one bring that coaching aspect into one's life? First of all, we don't achieve anything on our own. So as you're moving down your own field, you've got teammates and you've got coaches that are helping you along the way. So from a coaching standpoint, we all need people in our lives that we can learn from, grow from, that give us guidance that we use as sounding boards that help us to figure out what does our playbook or what are our strategies going to be to be able to be successful. So that's how coaches fit into it. And then your teammates fit in because you're going to need people that are going to help you to move forward by either taking action, opening doors, connecting you with people, or just providing emotional support. Sometimes we just need to know that people believe in us and are cheering us on as well. And for the folks that might not have such a robust circle of friends that would cheer them on, what suggestions do you have for them? I would suggest that everybody kind of look at who they have in their life and whether or not those people are in their corner or not. And if you don't have people that are in your corner currently, then you need to make shifts in your circle and really start connecting with people that can really be those champions for you. So how do you do that? Social media is a great way to connect with amazing people across the globe. And I'm very active on all the social channels. LinkedIn is the one that I spend most of my time connecting with people. And I have just met amazing people that help me each and every day from that platform. So if you're looking for additional people in your life to really help you, 
get on social media. LinkedIn is a great platform, but there are other ones as well that you can start just building relationships with people that align with where you want to go and that will be that support circle for you. And I assume like also talk to other people who can refer you to people that can help you out along the way, right? Absolutely. Sometimes your friends, maybe they're not able to help you because they don't have the expertise that you need, but they may know somebody. So utilize the networks that you have and social media to continue to expand your network. One of the chapters in your book is improving your focus. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? So oftentimes we're on our phones and we're looking at social media and we're looking at what people are posting. And what we're doing is we're comparing ourselves to everybody else's life. But the problem with that is we're only seeing a small sliver of their life. It's what they choose to put out there, right? And we start to feel bad because our lives aren't quote unquote perfect like what we see on social media. And so what this chapter talks about is you don't need to be concerned about what anybody else is doing. That's a filtered view of what you're seeing, first of all. So don't compare yourself to others and really focus on how can you improve on a day-to-day basis. And so this improvement focus mentality, when you look at great leaders and great players in football and other sports, what makes them great in part is because they're so focused on improving themselves, getting better at their skills. So the same is true for us. We need to always look at how can we be better than we were yesterday. Not anybody else, but focus on improving where you're at. And I'm assuming also narrowing down that narrative that you want to tell people all the time about yourself, right? Getting focused on that narrative as well. Absolutely. So being very clear on what it is you want to do and where you want to go and how you're going to get there. And then focusing on how can you use people in your circle to help you improve? Who can you learn from? Who can you grow from as well? But being very clear about where you want to go and what you're trying to do is absolutely essential to being able to improve. And sometimes when we are so focused on getting where we want to go, we fall out of a balance. We tend to forget about our personal life, you know, healthy diets. What is your advice for that? Yeah, so in my book, I talk about eight elements that really separate the great leaders from everyone else. And in that set of eight elements is It makes up an acronym called Mad Pride, and one of those stands for Determined Balance, one of the Ds. And really, that's about making sure that you have this balance in your life from what you're spending your time on each day to what you're eating and just being very intentional with how you spend each and every day and making sure that you're maintaining a focus on the things that are important, but not letting your drive to accomplish your goals kind of take away from everything else that's important in your life too, because life is short and we get so consumed with work. So making sure that you are setting aside time for you, you have to make yourself a priority because you cannot perform at your best level if you're not at your best. So you need to take time to focus on your health, exercising, eating the right things, that type of thing, but your family as well, or your friends, if you don't have kids or a spouse, You've got family, you've got people in your life that you care about and relationships that are important. So making sure that you're carving time out of each day to spend time on that as well. And you also talked about mental toughness. Can you talk to us a little bit more about it? Yes. So mental toughness is one of those attributes that I say really separates the winners and the people that do great things and that live a life of excellence 
from other people because mental toughness is really what sets you apart. It gives you that edge because no matter what happens in your life, you're able to mentally plow through everything and you don't let obstacles or negative outcomes stop you from where you're trying to go. So you don't let unforeseen events, as an example, become a distraction. And so having that mental toughness is really critical if you want to accomplish those harder goals. It's very easy to set a goal that we know we can achieve, right? But if you're trying to stretch yourself and really push yourself out of your comfort zone, sometimes you're going to need that mental toughness because everything isn't going to go the way that you want. And so it's a key element to really living a life of excellence. And is there like a set of exercises that one can do to get really that strong mental toughness? Because maybe not everyone has it. Sure, that's a great question. So first of all, in the morning, what I do, and I'll share part of my routine, is I have developed what I'm going to tell myself every morning and what I continually tell myself throughout the day. It's called self-talk. And so what I do is I tell myself that I will suit up I will show up and I will move the ball each and every day, no matter what happens. And the reason I tell myself that is because when things don't go as planned, I come back to, okay, this is what I told myself. I'm going to move this ball every day. And so that helps me continue on and not waste time focused on negative things that may have happened in the day. So that's one. You don't have to tell yourself those words, but I encourage everyone listening to Think about what can you tell yourself every morning and also write a note to yourself that is really a word of encouragement. So when you are doubting yourself or things aren't going your way, you can pull that note out and read that note to yourself and it keeps you going. So that's one thing. Two, when you have an attitude of gratitude, uh, that also is helpful because you don't allow negativity to deter you from moving forward, especially when you appreciate the little things in life. One thing that I talk about is a way to increase your productivity is lowering that standard of gratitude. So be appreciative of, for example, the sheets that you sleep in, just a little thing, your toothbrush, right? Things that people don't necessarily express gratitude for. And the reason that's important is because when things go wrong, you're not going to let them get to you because you're so happy and appreciative of the things that you have. And so those are two things, having that self-talk and then really having this attitude of gratitude are two ways that you can really increase your mental toughness. And just to circle back to moving the ball as you kind of have that talk with yourself, what if you're in a situation that you really don't know which way to go or that you are literally in a standstill? How do you move the ball and in which direction do you decide to move it? Sure. We are guilty sometimes of overanalyzing and overthinking. You have a couple different ways forward that you can move, but you're not sure which way to go. So you've got to assess your situation and then pick a course of action and go with it. And don't second guess it, just move. And what happens is you adjust and you pivot along the way, but you got to decide or else you're going to be in this overthinking state and you're going to do nothing because you're too busy overthinking and being afraid of what if I pick the wrong choice. So you just have to do your best, take the choice that you think makes the most sense. Don't second guess yourself and move. And then if you need to change direction, then you do. But that is a better path than just staying there doing nothing. So what you're saying to us essentially, and I could be wrong, is keep moving forward in whatever that is. 
Right. And sometimes you try to move forward and, and you get pushed back a few steps. And that's okay, too. And you can't let yourself get discouraged. When things don't go the way you want and you feel like you have a setback, learn from the experience, pick yourself back up, figure out where you go from here, and then you continue to move forward again. Another question that I usually ask my guests is, in music, we are taught to do assessments immediately and to adjust immediately. What are your thoughts on that? I completely agree. You should always be assessing where you're at. So that way, you know, if you've made progress or not, and if you need to make adjustments, then you do, especially when you're trying new things and you're stepping out of your comfort zone and changing habits or changing routines. The only way that you're going to be consistent with that is if you measure your progress and you measure it consistently. And so that's part of assessment, right? We're measuring the rate of change or the growth, if you will. But you're also looking at are the things that I'm doing currently working for me or not? And how would you know that? The only way you know that is if you're assessing yourself. So I think it's important to always be reviewing what you're doing. And for me, as a daily practice, I assess at the end of the day. So in the morning, I think about what are the things that I know kidding need to get done today? These are my priorities. It's not my to-do list of every single thing. It's the critical things. At the end of the day, I come back and I assess that. Did I get these things done? If not, why not? And then I figure out where I need to go the next day. And I um, know you mentioned a little bit about setbacks. So how does one effectively deal with setbacks? Sure. So setbacks are never fun. And I'm not trying to say you always be positive and things are going to be great in life because we're human beings. We feel emotions that are negative. We get sad. We get frustrated. We get angry. So when you have a setback, it's very important to take the time out and take time to just process through those emotions. It's okay to not feel okay at times. So take whatever time you need. There's no magic formula, right? Take five minutes, take two days, whatever it is to get your mind right but then get out of that. Right? Don't stay stuck in that negativity and you keep moving forward. And so that's the key message is it's okay to have setbacks. It's okay to not be okay and feel these emotions. Just don't stay stuck there. So what you're saying essentially to us, you got to still keep the focus in the game. Don't check out. But sometimes you need to check out too. And I guess that the message is that's okay. Like don't feel bad if you need to take some time, I'll give you an example. My father passed away almost three years ago, really, really unexpectedly. And if you have anyone who you're close to pass away, that is really hard to process through, right? So it's kind of been a funk for a little while, and it's okay to be in that funk, process through those emotions. But then you just need to say, okay, I've, I've taken the time that I've needed to. Now I'm ready to get back in the game. So it is okay to get your head out of the game and check out a little bit. Because the priority at that point is making sure that you're okay mentally so that way you can be mentally tough to continue on. So you do want to give yourself that a little break and acknowledge that you do need a break sometimes. Absolutely. So you're a person that has been reinventing yourself many times. And I was wondering, why do you think that reinvention is so important? I think it's important to continually learn and grow and to challenge yourself and not feel like you've learned enough in life that you get comfortable. And so for me, I have seven degrees. So I've done a lot of formal education. I don't think you need to have formal education to learn and to grow, right? You can just be reading magazines, reading books, listening to podcasts, interacting with people. Everyone that you interact with is an opportunity to learn and grow from them. And so I just think that we should always be seeking 
that opportunity for growth. And that's also part of that improvement focus mentality, too. So I'd like to circle back on your book. And uh, there is another chapter that you talked about ambition with attitude. Can you talk to us a little bit what that means? Yes. So ambition with attitude really goes to your commitment with what it is you're trying to do. And so let me share with you the difference between being committed to something and being interested in something. When you're interested in something, it's a very casual approach. You'll get to it when you have time as you see fit. Other things come up then that's not the priority, right? But whereas if you're committed to something and 100% all in on whatever it is that you're working on, then that is your priority and you're going to work on it no matter what it is. So you're not going to make excuses. I'll give you an example. For me, being on video was very uncomfortable, holding the phone a few inches from my face and seeing myself record. I did not like it. But I knew it was something that I needed to do because it was another way to connect with people on social media. And so I finally said, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I committed to doing a 40 days of purpose video series and 40 days of video consecutively is a ton of work, especially when you're on the move all the time and you're trying to manage so many things. But I said, you know what, I'm 100% all in. And so I approached each video every day with just all the ambition in the world. And I was 100% committed to doing 40 videos in 40 days. And that's what I did. And so that's what ambition with attitude is. No matter what, you're going to get it done. Even on those days that you don't feel like doing it, that's okay. You're still going to give it 110%. And it seems to me, whatever you picked, it has to be a little bit of a challenge for you, right? Because for you, obviously, doing video was a challenge. Yes. And for me, what really helped me was I let go of the fear of judgment. We all get afraid sometimes of doing things because we're afraid of what people are going to think of us, or we don't think that we're going to measure up to some standard that they've created that in reality doesn't even matter. But we allow that idea to stop us from taking action on something that's important to wherever it is we want to go. And so for me, letting go of that fear of judgment was key to doing those videos every day. And I got great support. But I also had people send some pretty not nice comments on them and they were hurtful, but I wasn't going to let those people and their negativity stop me from my goal, which was the 40 days of videos. And what advice do you have for folks who are a little bit more afraid, obviously, than you are? You know, they would say, oh, my God, I don't know if I can continue doing this if people are giving me such nasty comments. So here's the thing about negativity or haters is that's a gift that you don't have to accept. And so you can't control what other people are going to say or do, but you always can control how you react and what you do as a result of it. And so actually, I had gotten a couple comments that were not very nice. I had put some pretty vulnerable stuff out on my videos, and it's pretty hurtful when people are mean when you're really opening up yourself. So I actually made a video about how you don't have to accept that negativity and that hate, and you always have that choice. And somebody had commented on that video saying it took a lot of courage to share because I also read one of the comments that somebody had written. And so this person posted and they said it took a lot of courage to do a video like that. And I hope to one day be like you. And so for me, that was success. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, that I made that kind of an impact on someone. So the negativity that you get in the world, just brush it off. You do not have to accept their comments. And that's how you kind of get over that. 
And I would say as long as your content you're putting out, you're proud of, possibly that negativity will not impact you as much. Yes. So if you believe in what it is you're doing or the content or product you're putting out there, you're not going to please everyone. And some people are just negative people. They love to impose their negativity on other people because it makes them feel good. So just ignore those people. Do not respond to their negativity. So I always talk about vibrating higher. So you just need to vibrate above the noise and not let them get to you and don't feed into their negativity. And how do you know which content to put and which would be relevant to your audience or your followers? I usually post what I'm thinking of that day because I really want it to be authentic and real and in the moment. So we talked earlier about clarity and being clear. And my themes are all about how do you move the ball forward? So I make sure that all of the content that I'm putting out tie to that theme and then just the topics within that really just come as I, what am I thinking? What am I feeling today? And that's how I post. And do you ever change the content based on the feedback that you get from your audience? Yeah. So for example, I had some people that like, Jen, you know, love your content, but you need to let people get to know you more. And so for example, I'm a single mom of five kids. I never told people about that. I didn't want people to know that. I wanted you to see that, hey, I'm a successful person, have a great resume, right? Let me help you be successful, not, oh, I'm a single mom of five. I struggle. So it takes a lot to be vulnerable and show that side of you. And through that 40 Days of Purpose video series, I really started doing that. But that was because of feedback from people that I had got on LinkedIn. They said, you know, let people see other sides of you. And so I did. And I love it. I've gotten some haters, but the amount of positivity and engagement that I've gotten by doing that has just been amazing. And so to answer your question, yeah, I absolutely will change my content or add new things based upon what people share and feedback. And it seems to me that your content should have that flavor of your life and have the content that you want to share. Absolutely. And I think when you are willing to be vulnerable to everybody wants to know that you're just like them and they can relate to you in some way. I mean, that's great that we share our successes and things that we've done that we're proud of. But at the end of the day, you're going to connect with people who feel like you're like them. And so that's really what it's about is finding those connections with people out there on the social platform that you can really connect to and really build long lasting relationships from. Any advice for folks who want to put out the content, want to write a book? You just got to do it. So you have to commit to whatever it is, right? If you're writing a book, you got to write every day. That's the key. And it's a huge undertaking to put out a quality book because I know people that they just want to be a published author. So they quickly write something and they get it out there. And I'm like, this is your name on this. Like, don't you want it to be a good quality product? So you've got to write every day. If you're looking at putting content out, just start. And it's not going to be perfect the first time around. The first video that I did, I looked at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I suck. Maybe I still suck, but I've gotten better than when I was when I first started. And so the only way that you're going to do great things is to start and then you focus on how do I improve and you get more comfortable doing it, but you got to start doing it. And I'm hearing being consistent. 
Absolutely. Consistency is key. And I'll tell you, when I did these 40 videos and these 40 days of purpose, some days it was like, oh my gosh, I got to find time to shoot this video because I shot them every morning. And I was like, I'm going to be consistent. And someone said to me, they're like, you know, I don't know if everybody's going to know it. If you miss a day, I don't think anyone would notice. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to miss a day because I committed to doing these 40 days and I will do 40 videos in 40 days and I will be consistent. And so that consistency is absolutely key. And here's the thing, when you're consistent at doing it, you're going to feel accomplishment from putting yourself out there and you're going to get support from people and you're going to want to do it again and again. And it's just going to continue to build. And so you are absolutely right. That consistent part of it is key, continuing to improve and produce great content. Any final thoughts? I think that it's important for us to really live a life that we are passionate about and that we find satisfying and fulfilling at the end of each day. And so I would challenge everyone listening to think about, are you doing the things that you find satisfying? Because it's so easy for people to just settle and get comfortable with where they're at. And so what I want people to think about is when I go to bed at night and I look in the mirror in my bathroom as I'm brushing my teeth and getting ready for bed, am I smiling because I felt like I made today an amazing day? Life is too short to just go through the motions and be unhappy or not be satisfied. There's a lot of successful people out there that are not happy. So are you really focusing on the right things? That's what I would really challenge everyone to be thinking about. And if I could share one last thing, one thing that I recently started was I started a mailing list to really give more to people, more motivational messages, more tips, more strategies on how to live that happier, less stressful, fulfilling life. And so if people are interested, if you go to www.thenextfirstdown.com, you can sign up for the mailing list. It's completely free. It's really just my way to try to help impact people and, and get them focused on things that are important to them. Wonderful. And one more time, how can people contact you? Yeah, if you want to go to LinkedIn, that's probably the platform that I'm on the most. Just search the hashtag move the ball and you'll find my post and you can connect with me there. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being a guest. Thank you so much, Bian. I really appreciate being on the show and I appreciate everyone listening to our episode. Our very special guest was Jennifer Gareth, author of Move the Ball and High Performance Expert. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Leadership with Bianna Kovic show. Remember that you're all leaders in your own rights and that impact that you're meant to achieve starts with small acts of kindness, curiosity, and generosity. Please give us a like and subscribe to our channel. Thank you again and until next time.